you. Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which is found on page 1785 in your pew Bibles, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 12. Hear the word of God. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given the Spirit, the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between Spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all of its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. So last week we started talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And I went into a little bit of an introduction, and there's still a little bit more that I I need to, to talk about today to kind of build a foundation for what this is all about. And um, I meant to mention this last week, but I forgot. So all of us are here because we believe that Jesus died for our sins. I would assume that's correct, right? So that's something we can believe in. That's something that we, we, as I was telling the kids, we cannot see, but we believe it's real, right? And I want to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I think it's verse 12. Got it backwards there. Um, A little thing that Paul says, uh, I cannot find the exact verse now, but basically, oh, here it is, verse 18. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So, Knowing the cross of Jesus is foolishness to those who are perishing. Now, if you were ever at a situation in your life where you just you made fun of Christians or you couldn't believe Christians or you, I just can't believe they believe something like that, that's foolishness, right? That's the way people who are not Christians feel about the cross of Christ. It's just, it's crazy. Why believe something that you can't see? But we who are have been brought to a knowledge of the saving grace of God. We know what it is. We know that he hung on that cross, and and that sacrifice is what saves us. Okay? So where I'm going with this is, if we can believe that, then we can believe the gifts of the Spirit. They shouldn't be foolishness. The problem is that a lot of people misuse them, and it becomes foolishness and properly so, even to Christians. So my goal is to teach what they are and let God teach you how he wants you to use them. I'm not here to teach you how to use them because God does it differently. And as Paul said, 
to each, he gives to each according to his desire, his will, and he also will then use them, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. And he will teach you how to use them. So, though I'll give examples, I'm not here to teach you how to use it if, the, if you know that's what you have. That's between you and God. Because I may understand how some of these gifts work because of how they worked in my life, but that may not be the same for you. So, really what I want you to know is that this is about working on your relationship with God and knowing that these gifts are real and we can believe in them and they can be used. So let's go back to verse 7. We'll start there. And it says, To each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To each one, he's saying all of us. Everybody who is a believer in Christ has at least one gift of the Spirit. Some of them are mentioned here, some are mentioned other places, and we'll cover most, if not all of them, in the next few weeks. But I just want you to know that you can find out which one of these you might have. I've got a few copies, not a lot of copies, but I can make more of this back there. Some of you have already taken this assessment. It's called the Wagner Modified Houts Questionnaire. What does that mean? Well, Wagner is a guy that modified the questionnaire created by this guy named Houts, and I don't know their first names. So this Houts assessment is very old, I believe. Um, and then Wagner recently modified it to add to it and you know, kind of simplify it, I guess, though I wouldn't really call it simple. But the way you take this assessment, it's 16 pages. Now, it's not all 16 pages of questions, but there are 120, I believe, questions, um, 125. So the way this works is you read, it might say something, I believe that, or I have experienced, or I, so it's you saying this, okay? And if it's Yes, that's, that's talking about me. Then you score it high, one through five. Five being the highest, one being the lowest. Or if you just it doesn't apply to you at all, you can give it a zero. So you go through all these questions. And then at the end, it says take like question one, question 21, 53, and 107. I, I don't know for sure which ones. And you add up those scores, okay? So the highest score you can have for any one gift is 15. The lowest score you can have is zero. So if you score 15, then that is your at least one spiritual gift. You might score 15 in two or three of them. You might score as little as five or six in, and that may be your highest score. That's okay too. 15, you don't have to have a 15. If your highest score in anything is a six, that's what your spiritual gift is, okay? That's what you take to God and say, okay, I took this test, this is what it says, I have this gift, work with me. And over the next couple of weeks, we will hit on whatever gifts you have come up with, okay? So today, we're just going to talk about knowledge, wisdom, and discernment, because these three kind of really work together very closely a lot of times, and they all work together, but these three kind of 
sometimes somebody who has one really strongly will operate in the others, even though that may not be their strongest gift, they all kind of work together. And you'll find that with a lot of these different gifts. But um, I'll kind of just explain what they are first, and then we'll talk about how they work together. Knowledge, we know what knowledge is. When you know something, you have knowledge of something, that's what the gift of knowledge is. But what it is, is it comes to you without you ever knowing before. Let me give you an example. First time I ever experienced this, and I, for days, questioned, how did I know that? How did I know? And then I, years later, I read about this, and somebody was teaching me about the gifts, and I went, oh. So I was working um, for the state attorney general's office, the Ohio attorney general's office. We were putting together a, a computer, and we couldn't get it to work on the network. And all of a sudden, I just said, hey, what we need is on this, I hate to say this, but diskette. That's how, how long ago it was. What we need is on this diskette. And the guy says, how do you know that? I said, I don't know. I just kind of know. And so he pops the diskette in the computer, and sure enough, what we needed was on there. Computer got on the network. Where did that come from? That's the kind of thing that the Holy Spirit does. I had no knowledge of how to get a computer on a network, and I had, no knowledge, I had knowledge of what a diskette was, and you could put files on it. I didn't know how to tie it all together, but in that moment, I just spoke, and then I was like, why did I even say that? Well, the Holy Spirit kind of took over and spoke for me in that moment, okay? So that's a very simple little um, example. But some of the things that can happen is, Sometimes you may know if someone has, is having a bad day. Hey, I just know you're having a bad day. You know, sometimes you can read it on their face or whatever, but you just walk up or walk by someone, hey, you're having a bad day. It just comes into your mind and you just speak it. That's what the gift of knowledge is. Now, this can happen to anybody at any time. You don't have to go around saying, well, my gift is the gift of knowledge. My gift is the gift of wisdom. So I can't operate knowledge because I have wisdom. No, it doesn't work that way. If you are continually doing this sort of thing, that's when this test will show that, and that's when you can say, well, maybe I have the gift of knowledge. But it doesn't mean if you don't have the gift of knowledge that you can't have this happen to you. In fact, I bet all of us have had it happen at some point in time. I can give you many examples. You're like, oh, yeah, that, that one that happened to me. You know, like, you know when someone's sick, you know when someone's having a bad day. You just know what this verse in the Bible means, you don't have any idea how you know it. Those kind of things are the Holy Spirit speaking to you, giving you the knowledge you need in the moment that you need it. And when you do it a lot, that's when it becomes your spiritual gift. So before I go on, I do want to say, please don't go around saying to people, I have the gift of knowledge, I can help you. I have the gift of wisdom. I have the gift of prophecy. We don't have to tell people because, first of all, it's not for us. If you remember what verse 7 says, it's for the common good. You never have to tell anyone. In fact, you never even have to know for yourself that you have it. And if you take this test, you may say, oh, okay, now I understand why it says I have this gift, but all these years you never knew you had it, and that's perfectly fine that is perfectly fine. It's not like a badge you're going to wear around or an ID card you're going to get from me that says, Phil said I have the gift of knowledge. No, we're not going to do that. That is not what this is about. 
there are people who will tell you, well, I have the gift of prophecy. I have the gift of knowledge. I have the gift of wisdom. I have the gift of discernment. And you know what I say? That's great. Have a nice day, and I move on. Those people you don't want to deal with because they're all about themselves. I can recognize when someone has the gift of knowledge. I've recognized it in some of you. I haven't told you, but I've recognized it. I've recognized wisdom. I've recognized discernment and prophecy in some of you. Service, especially, is really big in this congregation. But I don't go around saying it because you're working in your gift without even realizing it, and that's great because you're working for the common good. But once you know what it is, then you can kind of work with God and say, okay, God, how do I use this now? What do you want me to do with this? And that can build up your relationship with him and get you closer to him, and that's why we're doing this. It's all about your relationship with God. To give you some understanding of what it all is, but more than anything else, to bring you closer to God. Because when you get closer to God, you will continue to soar. You will continue to grow, and you will do amazing things. And you will probably end up with more gifts. So knowledge is just that quick knowing something in a particular time. Sometimes people with the gift of knowledge will study the Bible deeply. They want more. It becomes like, I want to know more. Okay? Now, wisdom is very similar to knowledge. Does anybody know what the difference between wisdom and knowledge is? I heard this great example one time. Knowledge is, and I'm sure you've probably heard me say this before. Knowledge is, there's a fire. Okay? Wisdom is, I need to put the fire out. Okay? And then understanding is, this bucket will hold water to put that fire out. So they all work together, but knowing something and then knowing what to do with it is where wisdom comes in. Have you ever said to someone or about someone, hey, that person's full of wisdom? That is most likely the gift of wisdom in that person. To just always seem to know what to do at the right time. Know what to say at the right time. Many of us have words of wisdom and we don't realize that it was coming from the Holy Spirit. But when we continually do it, I don't want to pick on anybody in particular in here, but there's somebody in here who's very wise. And that person just flows in the gift of wisdom. And there's more than one, but anyway, knowing what to do with the knowledge you have at a particular time. They oftentimes work together. Someone who has the gift of wisdom probably is getting words of knowledge, though it may not be as prevalent. And someone with the gift of wisdom may throw, or gift of knowledge may throw wisdom in once in a while without even realizing it. They work very closely together, and that's probably why Paul put them right there at the beginning. They're very common, too, both of them. A lot of times, when we get closer to God, one of the first things we do is we operate in knowledge and wisdom and without even realizing it. So if you have that gift, again, go to God and say, what do I do with it now? How do I use this wisdom? <clears throat> in the book of James, chapter 5, I believe it's chapter 5. I'm questioning myself now. 
See, my knowledge is off today. <laughs> um, he speaks of if you do, if you're lacking in wisdom, then to go to God and ask for it in any situation. Now he's talking about a particular situation, but it certainly applies to all of us today. If you need wisdom, go to God. And let me tell you from experience, he will provide. It will blow your mind how much he will provide. And it's very encouraging to know that that's an answer prayer. God, I need wisdom in a situation. I just need wisdom in leading. I need wisdom in whatever. And God will provide if you let him. Don't try to make it up. Let him speak to you. And we'll get into that too about how we know that God's speaking to us. So that's knowledge and wisdom. Now this third one, I kind of brought it in. Um, oh, I thought I was trying to determine whether to use faith with wisdom and knowledge or discernment, but a lot of times what happens is, well, first let me explain what discernment is. Um, it's interpreted in a couple of different ways. One is to know the difference between right and wrong, good and evil, um, lies and truth, something is pure or counterfeit, those type of things, type of situations. It's knowing the difference. So, one of the ways this is done, and Paul says, to distinguish between different spirits. Now, when I talk about spirits, I'm not necessarily always talking about angels and demons. There are spirits that we, when he's talking about spirits, he can mean when someone has a lying spirit. They're, they're constantly telling lies or they're telling the truth. So it's not always demonic involved or angelic, but it's knowing the difference between one thing or another and knowing that it's true. So in my particular situation, there were times in my life when I would go somewhere and I would be full of anxiety and I didn't know why. I was like, I don't feel right. Something's not right about this place. And I blamed it on there being a lot of people around or just being somewhere I didn't know. But over time, God was teaching me that there was a demonic presence. Now, you know, this is where you say, oh, this guy's really off his rocker now. No, remember what I said, 1 Corinthians 1.18. The foolishness is foolishness to those who are perishing, wisdom to those who are living. We fight a spiritual battle every day of our lives, whether we want to admit it or not, whether or not we believe it, we do. There are demons and angels constantly warring over us, whispering in our ear, stirring up our thoughts, causing us to do things we don't want to do. Most of the time, we just say it's human nature, or we say, that's just who I am. Most of the time, though, it is the war going on around you. And someone with the gift of discernment, one of the things they can do is know when they're in the presence of something like that. I can go into a town and immediately say, I'm getting out of this town as quickly as possible. There's something going on here. I don't know exactly what it is, but I just know that there's something going on there. A couple weeks ago, Tanya and I are walking down an alley in Ocean City, okay? I'm looking straight ahead at the road in front of me, and all of a sudden I get this feeling coming on the side of me. I just like, that's not good. And I turn around and look, and here's this new age shop. The first thing, word I see is coexist, and then I see something about crystals and, and um, tarot cards and all kinds of occultic stuff. And I'm like, we're never going in there. <laughs> and she goes, no, we're not. But anyway, 
Um, it's funny because Tanya and I, at times, we're going to a town and we immediately say to one another, oh, this isn't good. You know, she's got this gift as well, and it's pretty amazing to be married to somebody who has that gift. But knowing that there's something not good about it, that's part of it. Another thing is, Tanya's very good at this. She knows when someone's telling the truth or not. She can see right through it. You ever hear, hear somebody say, oh, I can see right through your lies? That's the gift of discernment coming from the Holy Spirit. So I have to be careful. I can't lie around her. She'll know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not that I would want to. But anyway, um, that's part of the gift of discernment as well. So a lot of times what happens is you'll get this knowledge, you'll know what to do with it, and then you'll know if it's of the Lord or of humans or of the enemy. Um, a lot of times I'll hear someone teaching something and, I'll, and the Lord will speak to me and say, that's not true. They're getting it wrong. Now, do I immediately stand up and say, hey, you're wrong? No. No, because that would be bringing attention to myself. And remember, this is for the common good. But what I'll do is I'll take it to the Lord. I'll go into the Bible and I'll read and I'll say, okay, this is what that person said. Now, is this really what, is this a good interpretation or is this person just not quite getting it? And then from there, the Lord may give you knowledge about or wisdom on how to approach that person or to just let it go or to tell someone who may be deceived by that person, hey, you don't want to listen to John Doe over there because he's not really teaching the correct thing. And, you know, maybe it's a family member or a friend or something. So that's how these things all work together. You got the discernment saying this isn't right, and then you go to God, he gives you the wisdom and knowledge of why it's wrong and what to do with it. So you see how they all work together? So as we go through these now, some of you may say, well, I scored really low in knowledge, wisdom, and discernment, and that's okay. Or you may score really high in one and low in another, but in there, and as we go through them, you're going to find things where you score higher, and you'll see how God is working it all together in your life to make it work. If you will allow God to show you where he's working in your life, I promise you, you're going to be amazed. And you're going to say, all these years, I didn't realize that was God. Or you're going to say, finally, I can put a name on something that I knew was me all along. Again, but I do want to say, you do not have to take this assessment if you don't want to. It's there if you want it. And I have limited copies back there, so if they run out, please let me know, and I'll make, if they run out today, I'll have more copies for next week, so that everybody eventually, if they want to, can have one. If they don't run out, then I won't make more. Um, so it's there for you if you want to use it to learn what you might have. So if you are sitting there saying, I've never heard this before, I don't understand this, then you know how I felt with that little red block at the children's message, okay? But I didn't just throw it away and say, I can't do this. I, I, in my mind, I'm going to God and I'm saying, God, give me something to say in this moment. And he did. He gave me something to say. Whether it was good or bad, that's for you to decide. But I got to stress more than anything else, you can do this. You can use these gifts. God is, whether you realize it or not, is using them in you, at least one of them. And it's up to you then to take it to God and grow from it. 
want to give you another little example. Um, my brother, one time, it's, it's kind of funny that I'm bringing this up because I had a similar situation yesterday, but I had a lawnmower that wouldn't start many years ago. And uh, my brother's trying to tell me how to fix it because he's really good with small engines and, and car engines, and he's just very mechanically inclined. And he says, you got to take the carburetor out and, and something somehow clean the carburetor on this little engine. And I said, I don't believe that. Because the thing was, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to break it. I said, I don't believe that. I don't think that's what it is. He says, you don't have to believe it. That's fine. But I'm telling you that is the truth. Now, you do with it what you want, but that's what it is, okay? So, and he ended up, he was right. I had to do what he said, and then the, the lawnmower started. But what I'm saying is a lot of times people will say, I don't believe that, and then they just discount it completely and move on because they don't understand it. So I encourage you to take this. Well, not this one. This is mine, but take one of yours, a Bible. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, read it. You're going to say, okay, it says what they are. It doesn't say how to use them. You're absolutely right. But you will find in other places where you'll see examples of knowledge, wisdom, discernment coming out. The thing is, I don't remember all of the places. You'll have to find it yourself. So it's going to get you to read this and to go to God say, God, is he right? Is he wrong? Can I trust him? Can I believe him? So I'm asking you, don't take my word for it just because I'm standing up here telling you. I want you to find out for yourself. Because if you find that I am wrong, I want you to tell me. Because I've had people tell me I was wrong before, and you know what? I was, and I had to correct it. And I could be wrong again. But I have studied this a lot in my life, and I, so I believe I'm giving you the truth of God. But it's for you and the Lord to decide together. Okay? And regardless of what outcome you come to, we can still be friends if you disagree with me. Okay? And I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm just going to say it's okay for us to disagree. But I'm telling you that when you learn what they are, you learn how they affect your life, you learn how to operate in them, it so much increases your relationship with God. God isn't just a, hey, God, are you up there? It's God, hey, what a great day. Here's the situation I'm in. Oh, okay, you want me to go over here? Okay. So that's what it becomes, and that's what it's all about. That's what God desires. That's why he gives these gifts. Not so we can show off. Not so we can put on a red cape and try to fly. Please don't do that. <laughs> so that we can help others know who he is, and we can grow in our relationship with him. That's all that this is all about. It's not about saying, I am, I am, I am, or I have, I have, I have. It's about, here's what God's saying, here's what God's doing, here's who he is, here's my relationship with him, here's our relationship with one another, and we have a relationship with God, and the whole world becomes a better place. One little piece of it. But it becomes better, because we include God in it. So, that's wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. All three very important. Well, they're all very important, but all three very unique. And if you want to find out, grab one of these in the back. 
take about 20 minutes. It'll help you score it. If you want to share it with me, share. You don't have to. Um, and if you have any questions about it, please let me know. If you're not comfortable asking me, Pastor Ian knows this really, really well as, as well. If you want to reach out to him, I have no problem with that. If you just want to take it and throw it in the trash, just hand it to someone else. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your spirit, Lord. What an amazing gift. Given as a counselor, as a comforter, as a healer, as a guide, Lord, it's just so incredible. The spirit of God living within us, protecting us, teaching us, and giving us knowledge, wisdom, and discernment, and others, Lord, thank you for who you are, for knowing you has enhanced our lives, and I know that it can enhance them even more. So please, speak to us all. Let us know how we can grow closer to you through these gifts. And then, Father, help us to use them for others, to teach them, to guide them, to, Lord, just let us be what you want us to be. We ask this of you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.